Hey guys, welcome to the Next Level Agents Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner and co-host, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast all about getting to the next level. Sometimes we talk to real estate agents, sometimes brokers, sometimes people just in and around our space, and sometimes just entrepreneurs in general. But our point here is to talk to the brightest and the best and to pull gold nuggets out of them and bring them to you so that way you can take little actionable pieces of advice, sometimes big actionable pieces of advice and make your business even better and help you get to the next level. Do me a favor, if you haven't already, go over to ratethispodcast.com, ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA, stands for Next Level Agents, and please leave us a five-star review if you have not already. All right, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. All right, guys, we're back on the Next Level Agents podcast, and I am joined by uh, my new friend, Saeed Mosin. How how are you doing, man? Good, man. Good. Just rocking I, and rolling. I love that, man. Well, I'm going to I want to tell the listeners kind of how we got here, because you you had reached out to me and we recorded an episode on your podcast um, and which, by the way, real estate junkies uh, will we'll, we'll link to it all in the show notes here for everybody. Um and I just kind of liked your style, dude. I, I liked it. It was free flowing conversation. I liked it. I was like, you know what? We got to run this back the other way. And so <laughs> um, in full transparency, a lot of times when I when I have somebody on the show, in, in most cases, I've known them for a really long time. Like sometimes it's only a couple of years, but sometimes it's, you know, north of a decade. Uh, and wow. so it's really easy for me to ask questions and kind of tee them up. And today, because we we don't know each other well, we'd known each other for a little bit. Um, I thought it'd be cool. Like I'm going to literally get to know you today. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, so, I'm glad that we, I'm, I'm the youngest known person on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we, dude, why don't we start there? Like, um, start with, uh, where are you at? And just tell us, like, give us the elevator speech on you and your business. Yeah, so I'm in Michigan. I've been in real estate sales 11 years now, and I run a small uh, local team here, six agents in my team. I have 19 agents in my organization in EXP. I have a coaching business, uh, uh, coaching, consulting. I work with uh, real estate agents, team, uh, team owners, brokers. I help them scale their businesses, leveraging automation and technology. We have had in the past, you know, taken brand new agents to six figures in their first year and, you know, brokers three to 10 X. I have, you know, 10 X someone's business over a two year period to, to, to taking them from 17 million in sales to 155 million plus in sales in a year. So, uh, yeah, a lot of what we do is, you know, real real estate business consulting systems, processes, technology, automation, uh, in lead generation, lead conversion, stuff like that. Awesome. So I'm going to go back first. So what, what you've been in real estate for 11 years, what, what were you doing prior to real estate? What, what convinced you to, to, to jump into real estate? Yeah. So I've been in this country 17 years. Uh, I moved here with my parents, uh, moved right into Detroit. I had a very different picture of America that I thought I was coming into. Uh, you know, I, I watched, I, I knew what I knew of America was from Disney and Marvel movies. And when I came to Detroit, it was a complete different picture. Uh, obviously, I'm colored myself, but I didn't have a picture of a colored America. Uh, I was, you know, there was only one white person in my school. I, uh, 
coming into America. My first year was in high school as a senior. So I graduated right away, six, seven months in. I went to engineering school here in Wayne State University for about two and a half years before I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, with, which like gave me this different aspect of education in America. And I'm like, this is clicking. This last two years of experience in college has not been clicking with me as far as education that I knew. And I'm like, you know what? I'm on the wrong path. So I started an online business literally from scratch. Like I was... So I was thinking of ways, how can I make money? And I have always found a way to buy stuff cheaper on Craigslist, right? So I'm like, how can I leverage that? So I started buying cell phones on Craigslist and selling them on eBay. E-commerce didn't exist back then. So we upgraded from cell phones to electronics to health and beauty products. And so I was doing that for four years, getting out of dropping out of school and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go full-fledged business. Even though I didn't know anything about business, I knew I wanted to get into business. So I made some money uh, from what I remember, like over six figures doing that. And uh, I had some savings. And I'm like, okay, now that I have money, I need to flip my money. So I was looking into real estate. This was around 2012. Market was kind of picking back up. There was a lot of foreclosures available. I invested in from between 12 to 14 I think I flipped like six houses without doing any work to it. I was doubling my money every single deal. And uh, around the time when I started reading paperwork, like I was, I'm like, okay, I need to learn more. Now that I'm doubling my money, this is a lot of potential. So I started learning. I started reading closing statements and I started seeing how much my real estate agent was making on both end of, end of the deals. And I'm like, this is money I could save. So I got licensed and I didn't have any plans for sales. Um, but eventually I got married through that process in 2015. So things got a lot more serious for me financially. And so I had to get something really concrete and that's how I got into real estate sales. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to kind of share that, that background story. Um, I'm always interested in, in why people do it. And you know, it's funny for me, I think the real, um, if I go back, that first domino for me is also the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Well, different path, different yeah. you know, things in between. But at the end of the day, and I've always said, uh, you know, if you're teaching in front of a room and you ask, you know, who's who in this room got into real estate because of that book, there's always one, two, three, four, five people that will yeah. raise your hand. Like that book was so instrumental, I think, in changing uh, the viewpoint and the worldview, the way for a lot of us, and then realizing real estate is, is, yeah. you know, the, is such an easy vehicle to, to make wealth and, and gain wealth and et cetera. So love that. Um, and to be honest, honestly, like now that I think back, real estate didn't really click for me from that book. Um, uh, I wish it did. I would have started way ahead, <laughs> but it didn't to me. It it was more when I read that book. The message that I got at that time, and I read multiple times after. Now, now I get it. But at that time, I really didn't. It didn't really click for me. The real estate, right? It what it really showed me was the whole you know working for someone versus being your own business, and then operating in a business versus owning in a business. And that the the four quadrants, right, really yeah. made a difference for me and be able to sh like, and at the time, 2009, 
big threes uh, filed bankruptcy, right? Like Ford, General Motors, and uh, Chrysler here in uh, Detroit filed for bankruptcy. And I was in school to get an engineering degree to work for one of these companies was my dream job. Like I, w- I hope I get a job as an engineer over there. I started seeing like laid off engineers from these companies teaching us because they were not able to make a living. So I'm like, there is, there is definitely a, something wrong with this picture. Right. And that, that, that was around the time that I read the book and uh, it kind of gave me that perspective, like, Hey, getting a job, like I come from an immigrant family, right. Uh, getting a, a bachelor's degree, master's degree, and climb up the corporate ladder is like the dream path, right? That's the roadmap that's been shoved down our <laughs> throat, you know, growing up. So uh, this was a different perspective. And it wasn't easy getting out of it because everyone in my environment was like, what are you doing? There's something wrong with you, right? There's something wrong with you. Like, what are you doing? You're going off the path, right? <laughs> It's so true. Um, well, let me ask you this because as your, you know, your business is obviously grown and matured over time. Um, you are, you're, you're big into technology and, and utilizing the technology as real estate professionals, as, as you mentioned earlier, um, where, what was it? When did you start to notice like, Hey, okay, I've got this real estate business and now I'm in, I'm using technology and it's really becoming a differentiating factor for you. Was there like a moment in time where you kind of realized that? Oh yeah. So, uh, so when I first, I started in a different, like it's not a non-traditional method. I, when I first started in real estate, I started with Keller Williams and they taught me like the Ignite program, how to generate leads. You go to people that knows you, likes you and trust you. And obviously people that I knew at the time, they knew that I dropped out of school they didn't really like me, right? So that was a path I couldn't go down. And uh, my, I mean, it was a limiting belief at the time. And if it was today, I would still go down that path. But uh, I started working with, like I wanted to work with people that don't know me, right? So uh, I started working with, uh, uh, with the brokerage at the time and I really wanted to get serious about real estate sales and he was providing Zillow leads. So Zillow was one of my first experiences in real estate sales. Uh, getting leads through Zillow, really garbage leads because Zillow uh, leads in Detroit are very bad leads. So I learned how to convert online leads. And uh, that like I worked on Zillow leads about three years in a row. Majority, 90% of my business was coming from Zillow leads. And, um, you know, through that time, I learned how to market myself, how to brand myself, how to utilize social media and all of that. And this was around 2018 when Zillow uh, launched a flex uh, uh, program all over the country. And like uh, they started in our market and I started seeing a difference in Zillow uh, lead qualities. Uh, They really shifted. And um, at the same time, this was around the time when I was really getting into real estate marketing, generating leads online. I was learning Facebook, Instagram ad stuff, you know, converting leads. And, uh, you know, traditionally in our market, everyone's pushing for expired expos, right? The big brokerages, the big teams out there, they're, you know, the traditional cold calling mo- uh, model or open house models. And I started seeing all across the country. I mean, even this is true for uh, even today, if you look at the biggest brokerages and teams who are doing a big numbers, they are leveraging 
technology. They are leveraging online lead generation, automation related to lead conversion, database retargeting, and all of that. So I would say 2019, 2000, end of 2018, 2019 was the year where I saw like, hey, I need to conquer this uh, marketing agency stuff, right? Like otherwise, uh, Zillow, when Zillow launched Flex, that was the sign for everyone to really pay attention to online lead generation space because if they got the power to call the shots and say, I want 40% of your commission, there was, there was, there is something wrong with that picture. Like how can a marketing agency become a brokerage and claim 40% of our commission without us realizing there is something wrong. So this is when I really dive deep in the uh, real estate marketing agency space. I started networking with and going to marketing conferences, meeting with people who are in the real estate marketing agency space. I don't know if you're familiar with Zillow Killers. Uh, There is a whole movement out there uh, where they call themselves Zillow killer. Uh, what they do is, you know, same stuff Zillow does, you know, uh, generating real estate leads through Facebook, Instagram ads, PPC leads, local service ads, SEOs, you know, all of the stuff that Zillow does to generate leads anyway and sell us those leads. So that experience helped me really understand, you know, uh, those who spend, uh, this is something that I learned from one of my mentors is that, and it, it's true, marketing any businesses uh, in the digital space is that uh, the company that spends the most amount of money to acquire a client will always win. Uh, And that's what, you know, we are giving Zillow that power. The more money we dump into Zillow, leveraging their leads, uh, more commission we pay with the Flex program, we are giving Zillow that power to be able to spend the most amount of money to acquire a client. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny. I laugh too, because I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem, you know, for, if you want to work Zillow leads, work Zillow leads or yeah. the referral company, I think. Um, but what, what I find interesting is if you're willing to do that, are you also willing to spend that same amount of money to go get your own client? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is if you're going to pay the Zillow or whoever, whoever the lead yeah. aggregator is, if you're going to pay them, like what you better be doing is taking care of that client for the repeat referral business. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, so I think it can be done very in a very strategic way. If you're thinking long-term about repeat referral business. And if you're not, then I, I think then it's, you're purely transactional, which I think there's too many folks that, that sort of just think that way. Mm. You're purely transactional. Um, but you know, my coach told me, you know, year, this has probably been a decade ago, but I remember him saying, it's like, yeah, well, whoever controls the lead controls the business. Like that's just the yeah. way it is. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Zillow has done a good, that's why they've raised their, you know, it's 30% and 35% and 40%. Yeah. Like one day it'll be 50% and one day it'll be 60% referral fee. And that still might work for some people, but it's going to, it's only going to get more expensive. It's never getting cheaper. Yeah, for sure. And look, um, so there, there is this, uh, I, I have tried to talk to brokers who are flex partners and t- try to make them understand that. And from that point of view, they have a point where, Hey, look, we haven't made as much progress when it comes to marketing in the real estate industry, like majority of the agents, I mean, uh, rightfully so, because the fact, the fact is 57 years is the average age 
of real estate agents. Even if you were to get the most amount of resources and dump the most amount of money to teach the whole industry digital marketing, it's not you know factually possible, right? You cannot unbrainwash or what did you say? You cannot teach an old dog new tricks, right? <laughs> so uh, uh, it, it makes sense. Uh, but at the same time, look, um, I've done Zillow five years off my 11 years, right? Um, and uh, so as much as we would like to think that, hey, we service the clients, we have control, but those who have consistently at a very high level done business through Zillow leads, they know it's almost impossible to st- maintain connection, you know, doing Zillow in the in those five years, I probably had over 400 past clients uh, through Zillow leads, right? And I barely was able to stay in touch because if you are working Zillow leads with every new connection, you're out the door trying to meet that person. Otherwise, they're going to go meet someone else, right? So you're on the road. It's kind of like the way I look at Zillow now, I didn't look at it that, back then. And that's why... A lot of agents who are doing Zillow right now don't look at it, but once they get out of that hamster wheel, they are able to see it. It's it's like a Zillow is Uber for real estate, what Uber is for taxis, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It, I mean, the whole model, everything makes perfect sense. Like, you know, people, the tour requests, when they launched tour requests in 2020, uh, it was like almost like they just launched Uber for Zillow, right? It's just like tour requests was so annoying. And that's what made me quit Zillow. I was like, you know what? I'm done for it. This is it. Like it was, it's so annoying. Like sometimes tour requests would come in like middle at, in the like midnight and they want to see the house at, you know, early in the morning, like 8 a.m. And it, it was just so annoying. And it's just like, you can't even change the tour request time and uh, it, it feels almost like, you know, when you go through that operation, the way it looks now for big teams, they probably have that flexibility, uh, but for a single agent, it's almost impossible to give, give that level of customer service to be able to get return business. You know, it requires you to not only serve the client properly, but also maintain communication and touch base with them, you know, quarterly, monthly, whatever your process may be for you to build that relationship with them, right? So um, well, when I was a single agent, it was impossible. But when you have a team, maybe it, it, you can have different like operations set up where, okay, we have showing agents who will just go out there, show houses. We have agents who will negotiate deals. We have agents who are like more customer relationship focused. That might work out, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's almost like... Um... Zillow is the big team and, and the agents who take the leads are their showing assistants. Yeah. And technology will show uh, us, you know, I'm very big on technology because of that is because uh, I was just having a conversation with the past client of mine and he was just like, he had a house uh, for sale. He reached out to us. So I, you know, I'm, my A team will help him sell the house, but he was like, Hey, look, we, we did business. Like, what was it? Four or five years ago. And it was a different market. Now it's different. I'm like, what do you mean by that? Can you explain? And he was like, look, today technology almost, and this is a client, right? This is the consumer who's saying this. And, I, and I'm, I'm in my head. I'm thinking, yes, I preach this to real estate agents all day, not all night. And obviously I couldn't admit it to him. Then it would basically, we would lack value. Uh, she's like, well, in my opinion, real estate agents don't add, haven't added so much more value 
than they, you know, since five last five years, but technology allows us to do business in a way where we don't really need real estate agent, right? And I'm thinking in my head, you're right, but, <laughs> you know, I had to like, well, negotiation and all the other stuff, you know, I handled the objection, but in, in reality, technology will make uh, Zillow's job a lot more easier reaching out to consumers. Uh, you know, over the last three years, they have launched their own in-house lender and they're doing everything to become a full service uh, 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 company for the cons end consumer, which is buyers and sellers, right? Sure. And when when they go full-fledged where, uh, and I am predicting this by 2025, if not latest 2028, Zillow will have an AI app, like AI coaching style app where people log in, they connect their financials and Zillow will just literally tell them step-by-step step what they need to do. And only reason Zillow will need a real estate agent at that point is to open doors. There is like... Uh, no other like it's very easy with the you know with the docu sign with everything that we have all the puzzles are there. Someone just needs to connect it and align it in a consumer experience that is the right fit for consumers, right? So it will evolve over time. It will take some time. We're not right there and then, but AI will make it possible. Um, I agree. So technology is obviously important to you, right? Um, mm -hmm. That's something you spend a lot of time on, uh, the technology impacting our, our industry. What, when I say that to you, like what comes to mind? Is it, Hey, here's what we use as agents to defend it, You know, our business against that. Um, yeah. like what comes to mind for you? Yeah, it, it is. It is that it's just that, uh, if there are marketing agencies out there who are after our earnings, you know, hundred percent of commission is real estate brokerage and real estate agent earnings, right? And I feel like the same technology that is being used by these uh, um, uh, marketing agencies to take our commission away from us or make a claim on our commission, whether it's 30 or 40%, we can use that same technology to set up the systems. And that's what we are doing right now, literally uh, the software is that we have put together. We have an all-in-one platform that allows uh, uh, any real estate agent or broker in any market all around the globe to have their own Zillow. That's the idea behind uh, uh, having technology work for us is to replace Zillow for us to not need Zillow. Now, when I say that, uh, you know, when Zillow sends you a connection, this is not a connection that was generated last night, right? They, they attract and build a database for over months, right? And they continue to nurture that database until that person becomes ready to connect with an agent. That's when they make that connection. So I, I feel like Zillow by design is, um, I guess, like uh, putting this false perception of what an online lead looks like for real estate agents. So when they go about generating their lead themselves, they don't find that same motivated buyer and they think, oh, it's not working, right? So <laughs> when you generate, yeah. I was gonna say, that's the, that's the thing. You know, that's what I've always used to my advantage because we, we've we've been in the online lead space for, for a decade. Um, and one of the things I loved about it is agents behave that way. Most of us as agents behave that way. They think, well, I got a lead. They registered on my website, but they don't want to buy a house right now. This sucks. 
Uh, and so they quit in three months or in six months. And the reality is, is like, cause to your point, like that's not really the life cycle. Yeah. It's not just lead to contract that that's really not yeah. the way it works. And you gotta be, you gotta be willing to play the long game with them to, to make the money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to have a system set up for you to take a top of the funnel lead to mid funnel to bottom of the funnel. Right. So you have to have a whole system. You can't just have generate leads and you don't have the rest of the system to maintain communication with this client, stay in front of them, be top of mind, retarget them back to the site, watch their behavior, reach out with the right approach and connection, like make connection with them, build relationship with them, build rapport with them, provide value, right? All of that is required for you to take a top of the funnel lead to bottom of the funnel and start showing them houses and, you know, get them under contract. So we're not like in real estate industry. I don't see this a lot where we're taught that, right? Uh, when it comes to online lead generation, it's either we are taught how to attract the bottom of the funnel leads or we are taught how to attract top of the funnel leads, right? It's not like, okay, hey guys, this is the whole funnel system, right? Uh, you generate the leads or at the top of the funnel, you just mass generate, you just build database with that those type of leads. And there will be about one to 3% of people if you approach them properly, even if they're top of the funnel, you can take them straight to bottom of the funnel, but the approach has to be really proper. But over time, doesn't even have to be that long of a time if you give top of the funnels the right incentives for them to talk to you to educate them right you can bring them down sooner rather than later uh, down the funnel and that's the approach we take with technology with retargeting with you know uh, automation uh, automated campaigns uh, voicemail drops and mass text and email campaigns uh, with emails, what we are doing different is story-based email campaigns. So let's just say if we have a campaign for generating new construction leads, our email campaigns talk about a story of a person, whoever, John or Lindsay, who was uh, uh, aspiring uh, new construction home buyer, and they didn't know how what to how to go about it, and did some some failed you know approaches to it, and then like a full story, like when we tell the story, a lot of times our emails like re received very well. And at, at the end of every story, we give a call to action or we say stuff like, hey, if you want to know more about, you know, next week's topic, send us a message and we're going to send that ahead of, uh, ahead of time. Like we send once a week, we send a story-based email uh, aside from everything else we do. And it works uh, pretty well for us to work with the top of the funnel. They take it very uh, a more uh, warm approach to it than, you know, just constantly bombarding. Like, are you ready to start talking to us? You know, that's awesome. I feel like this is a topic you, uh, you're obviously passionate about it. You probably talk about it for hours and hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you started a podcast recently. Um, uh, is it safe to say like a lot of the focus is going to be on this type of stuff? Well, you know, when I first started the podcast, honestly, like I didn't have any plans, right? Like uh, the, the reason why I wanted to start a podcast was to get to know people like you, right? So my first focus was that I'm going to reach out to people that I don't know in the space that has been around for a while. I want to highlight them in my podcast. That was my main goal. I did do a few episodes on, um, you know, uh, automating lead generation and conversion and stuff like that. But uh, right now we are closing in on 
100 we are actually we just went over 100 today uh we're at 101 episode and i would say 90 percent of the episodes are just people like you that i featured uh their journey into real estate and what they're doing um that's what i'm more passionate about is to get involved with people that are already in the space doing great work i think uh, you know when it comes to growing in anything uh most people just take the approach of uh, okay, I will do my own thing, right? And uh, they don't pay so much attention to like, okay, there has been like, if I wanted to build a car, cars have been around for hundreds of years, right? Instead of redesigning a whole car, if I get your blueprint and the other person's blueprint and another person's blueprint, studied your blueprint, I could make a way better car than if I were to recreate a whole design myself, right? That's my mindset around you know, when it comes to uh, growing in anything. So when I wanted to grow into the real estate coaching and consulting space, my first idea was that I want to mix with people. I want to mix with coaches uh, who are out there, top producers who are out there, big, uh, you know, business owners who are out there and, and learn from their journey and what best way to learn, but to highlight their journey, right? Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I agree. I do the, I mean, literally, do the exact same thing. I, I host podcasts for the sake of learning about people's business and, and kind of how, how things have worked for them, what works for them, how they tick, think things like that. Uh, so you mentioned coaching. And so if someone who's listening to this goes, ah, you know, he makes a great point and I need to get some of this stuff dialed in where, you know, is there, is there what's the website or how can people reach out to you or get in touch with and learn further about what you're doing and how, how they could use that for their business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can find me on bossagents.co, bossagents.co. Um, uh, you will see a calendar link on there. Uh, what we are going for right now is a franchise model without a franchise, without pay, having to pay for a franchise fee or royalty fee, none of that. Uh, what we are trying to build, and we are already working with several lenders where our the lenders are hiring us to coach their realtor partners. We are working with uh, a Caldwell Banker uh, brokerage out in Toronto uh, who are working with us. And one thing, obviously, is I'm, I'm with EXP, right? So uh, uh, first thing they want to know is if I'm with EXP. To me, it seems like there were agents who already kind of like... Uh, exploited that space <laughs> everybody's afraid of us like oh my God, are you gonna recruit everybody from us like yeah turns out we're just agents also running our business and and some of your agents are interested in learning about it sorry yeah and and so we actually did like a few months ago uh about four months ago i made it part of my contract that we are not going to recruit any of their agents so that way i can work with independent brokerages our model truly is for uh, you know, people who are out there who are lacking the resource, right? And even like, even within EXP, I have students in my uh, coaching program within EXP that are not part of my downline, uh, which is what like made me uh, really glad that I joined this network because people are so open-minded because it's like once you are within EXP, the recruiting thing is out of the window, right? Like people are open-minded to know about, okay, what are you doing? What am I doing? So what are we, what we are really going for the, the way uh, my coaching program and the consulting program, the way it looks like is we have a 12 week uh, knowledge base where people kind of like self-learning model. 
And then we also do five days a week, three weeks in the month. So 15 group coaching calls a month um, uh, on top of the first three months, whoever gets into the program, they get a monthly one-on-one coaching call. And then we have our all-in-one software that allows uh, people to copy and paste our uh, business model, you know, technology, the marketing campaigns, the funnels, everything that we use to automate our lead generation and conversion and building database. Uh, and uh, in the in the 12-week uh, uh, knowledge base, what we are giving them is organic traffic strategy, paid traffic strategy, uh, business planning, mindset habits, you know, team building, uh, hiring virtual assistants. We're also uh, almost like borderline. We're almost there. We, uh, we are uh, creating or launching an offer on uh, placing virtual assistants in people's businesses because working with agents uh, and brokers over the last three years, I have found that a lot of them are taking on heavy, like, you know, uh, overhead uh, hiring admins in-house, right? Like, I haven't run my business that way. Like, I, I'm a very resourceful person. Like, I, I try to figure out uh, to accomplish things. Like, if you see my social media, none of it. Like, I don't have a media team. I don't have, you know, all of it is done by virtual assistants, my video editing, my social media account management, right? So I'm like, I need to, I need to create solutions uh, uh, for this. There is, I mean, virtual assistant companies out there they charge $2,000, $2,500 just to place a virtual assistant in your company and doesn't really work out. I have had a lot of uh, uh, bad feedback from people that it didn't work out for them. So that's why we are launching uh, this offer. So really the idea is to support real estate business owners, not agents who think of this as a side hustle. They don't like work well with us. Someone who is looking to last in this business and really want to future-proof their business, This that's who we are for. Uh, that's who we work with, really. Awesome. And say the, say the website uh, URL again one, one more yeah, time. Yeah, bossagents, bossagents.co. Great. We'll make sure that gets in the show notes as well. Uh, well, Saeed, I appreciate you taking some time today to chat with me again and uh, just talk a little bit further about your business, but also you know technology in the future. I love I love, I don't like to spend too much time like worried about it, but I also do, I do love to talk about it and like yeah. force myself to think around, cool, how do I, is, is my business defensible about this? Or you use the term future proof, future yeah. proof, which I, which I love. And I, I think those are the types of things that we've got to think about if we're going to go beyond next month's closings and the following month's closings, right? Yeah. Uh, there's looking past next month, but we've also got to look past next year. And so I, I think that there's a, there's layers to that and, I appreciate that you that you do that and uh, that you brought this conversation today, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm. Uh, I appreciate you again getting me on and everything that we are doing. End of the day, like uh, it has to be bigger than just money, and that's what it, it's really about to me. That's what what it's about. Uh, what 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 I do it for is to help people make more so they can live more by giving more. What I have found in my experience being in business is that when I truly intentionally wanted to help people and give people that's when i really found success found that fulfillment that it comes out of you know helping someone versus just transactional and making money it doesn't take us anywhere but at the same time if you're not making money if you're not paying bills you can't in my opinion can't really truly be happy 
if your bills are not paid and you're always stressed out and you're fighting with your you know husband or wife so uh, uh, everything we do is to help people make more to live more by giving more so and and everything you are doing is aligned with that right you are doing this obviously you're not making money out of this uh, uh, episode that you're doing uh, there is an audience you're serving and that's what it's about yeah. Well, I, we, we think very similar, man. So I, I appreciate that. And uh, thanks a lot for being on the show with us today. For sure. I'm looking forward to seeing you in EXP Con. Absolutely. I'll see you. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you in early October and uh, listeners. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. All right. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're looking for even more valuable content and resources to help you grow your business, then we invite you to join our community, Next Level Agents at eXp Realty. By joining us, you'll gain access to exclusive benefits like live trainings, events, masterminds, weekly Zooms, digital downloads, and so much more, all designed to help you grow your business. To learn more and become a part of our community, simply visit kevinandfred.com forward slash contact and get in touch with us today. Of course, if you're not quite ready to take the plunge and join our community, that's no problem at all. You can still access all of our great content for free right here on this podcast. And again, we thank you for listening. We look forward to continuing to bring you valuable insights and more advice in the future.